You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, your podcast and radio program. That's uh, really, it's a, we call this thing, we call it a devotion to help jumpstart your day. We want you to get into the Word of God. That's what we do. We read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in it, and then come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island Campus of East Coast Christian Center. Read it live on the air. It's a beautiful Monday, February 21st, and we're going to be getting into the book of Malachi for those Italian folks out there, or Malachi for those that are <laughs> Hebrews. Uh, we're going to get in there in just a minute, Makos. Today is Isaac Everts. How you doing, Isaac? I'm doing great. How Good. are you, Pastor Dan? I'm doing well, man. Good to have you here today. It's great to be here. What is the date again? Tw- 21st. 21st. Yes. When did you get married? The 18th. 18th. And so you're on your honeymoon? Yes. Cool. Thanks for... What a commitment to be <laughs> in the radio station and doing this broadcast on his honeymoon. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you welcome. for doing that. And Hannah, thank you for loaning him to us for this morning so that we can get into the Word of God I'll together. I'll send her your thanks. I'll do, do, do that. Do that. So <laughs> tell the folks how to get involved. Um, the best way is to download our app. Just search East Coast app in any app store you have. Uh, download that. It'll give you all of our information about upcoming events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, and our chapter list for the month. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. Just search East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. And also, if uh, you maybe don't have a smartphone, that is okay. We have an option for you as well. You can head on over to our website. It's E-C-C-C, it's three C's, dot U-S, and you can get all of that information that I talked about earlier. And if you don't have a phone or a computer, you have like a landline, right? It's maybe a rotary phone. We, yeah, have, there you go. we have an option for you as well. Just dial 321 452 one zero six zero and we can get you all of the information through that way as well that would be calling the church offices here at east coast christian center yeah i'd love to have you do that got a couple things going on we're still doing leadership training so you can get involved in that and go on our uh, events page and see uh, that uh, event that we're doing leadership training that's out there and available and really everything that's going on at east coast is on our events page so you can get on there and look at look at that and and figure out if you want to get involved in something going on at East Coast. We'd love to have you. We are in a new book today, and it's one of those books that we can finish in the uh, in one week. So we're going to be in Malachi for the for this week and do the four chapters of Malachi. There's only four, right? I have yes. to think about stuff like that sometimes. But four chapters of Malachi, and it'll be fun getting in this little book and going through it. The book is, in some respects, pretty tough. Because the book is, there's a lot of rebuke in the book uh, for what's wrong. In fact, the first uh, really two and a half chapters or so are all about convincing Israel and their leaders where they're at, the conviction of God. But he doesn't leave it there. He ends up with comfort in the book uh, towards the end. But this first chapter, it's a a pretty good whack on... Mm -hmm. uh, Yes. On Israel and on the priests, and so uh, really chapter 2 really gets into the priesthood and that and starts really laying into the leaders. But we're going to read chapter 1, and we have 14 verses. Okay. I'm going to read the first seven. You can read the next seven. Sounds good. And uh, I'm going to read New King James. Okay, I'm doing NIV. 
Awesome. Today. Good. Let's do it. Okay. I say unto you, read, sir. The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord, yet you say, in what ways have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, says the Lord, yet Jacob I've loved? But Esau I've hated and laid to waste his mountains and his heritage for the jackals of the wilderness. Even though Edom has said, we have been impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus says the Lord of hosts, they may build, but I will throw it down. They shall be called the territory of wickedness and the people against whom the Lord will have indignation forever. Your eyes shall see and you shall say the Lord is magnified beyond the border of Israel. A son honors his father, a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence, says the Lord of hosts, to you priests who despise my name. Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar. But say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible. When you bring blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you? Says the Lord Almighty. Now implore God to be gracious to us. With such offerings from your hands, will he accept you? Says the Lord Almighty. Oh, that one of you shut that. You, oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not light and useless fires on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty, and I will accept no offering from your hands. My name will be great among the nations, from the rising to the setting of the sun. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to my name, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. But you profane it by saying of the Lord's table, it is defiled, and of its food it is contemptible. And you say, what a burden, and you sniff at it contemptuously, says the Lord Almighty. When you bring injured, crippled, or diseased animals and offer them as sacrifices, should I accept them from your hands, says the Lord. Cursed is the cheat who has an acceptable male in his flock and vows to give it, but then sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord. For I am a great king, says the Lord Almighty, and my name is to be feared among the nations. Amen. Amen. Could you read verse 11 again? Yes, I will. Okay. My name will be great among the nations, from the rising to the mm. setting of the sun. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to my name, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord. Nice. You know, I don't know. That stood out to me. Um, I, I actually believe that's talking about us, the church, uh, the New Testament church that's going on here when he says, from the rising of the sun even to going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And a lot of times when you... Uh, when you see something in the Bible that's doubled, and when I mean doubled said twice, mm-hmm. and it said twice in one verse there, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, my name shall be great among the nations, is how mine put it. But that's basically, you know, repeating the same thing. Yeah. That very often that's done for em- emphasis in the Bible and pay attention. And even though this is Malachi, and I'm going to make a statement here, the next to the last Old Testament prophet that's ever 
is ever going to speak in our Bible here. And after he's done speaking through Malachi, there's, there starts the 400 years of silence mm. where God doesn't speak. And there's the people aren't hearing God's voice anymore through the prophets. Wow. That this is a, this is the statement of this is what's coming. That's coming a time when from the rising of the sun to its going down, and that's not saying like for 24 hours or 12 hours. That's saying that the sun, you know, the earth circles the sun. And though it looks like the sun's moving around the earth, the earth is moving around the sun and it's rotating, that he's saying that every inch of the earth will be giving me glory. And we live in a time now where there are very few unreached people groups. There are some still, don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying that, you know, a hundred unreached people groups is not important. It is important to reach all the people groups of the earth. But we are living in a time when so much of the earth has an mm-hmm. opportunity to hear the gospel. I know I've passed out um, those, uh, they're like crank recorders mm-hmm. where the power for them is done by a crank oh, yeah. on the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can take them out in the, the very m- most rural areas of the world and, and people can hear the word of God that way. Wow. Now, with satellites and everything that's going mm-hmm. on, uh, there's very few places. Don't get me wrong. There's places where your, you know, your cell phone don't work still, <laughs> but uh, very few places where you can't connect to something. In fact, uh, Dan Dooley, who is mm-hmm. a, a close family friend of Isaac mm-hmm. here, is uh, involved in building towers in Africa to so that the gospel can be preached around that's awesome. Africa. That's and incredible. So, you know, and there's a verse in. I always wonder about this. A verse in uh, in Revelation that says there'll be an angel in the sky that goes around the whole earth proclaiming the gospel. And I've always wondered. Angel simply means messenger in the Bible. Hmm. And I know that years ago, when uh, I don't remember which radio or TV station did it, but a Christian TV station launched their own satellite. And so they had ability to broadcast all around the world because wow. that's in orbit. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that what Scripture meant when it said an mm-hmm. angel going all around announcing uh, the gospel to the whole world? Anyway, the, the thing in this chapter that I think God is emphasizing and talking about the nations of the world and my name shall be great among the Gentiles and all that's said that way, I, I think he's saying that because he says, look, you guys, you guys aren't doing this right. You're not doing the right thing. You're not living your lives the right way. You, you offer despised food. You, you, verse 13, and you also say, oh, what a weariness, and you sneer mm-hmm. at it. I think that's really an interesting statement. You know, God sees the little faces we make, like, oh, church again? Yeah. You know, or whatever it is like that, God actually sees our face in those times when maybe even you turn away from your kids or your spouse or your friends and you make that little face like, oh, no, not again, type of thing. God sees that. And I just, he's saying all this. You guys should do it right. Why? Because I want my name to be great among the nations. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if people can look at you and know that you're not sincere, how will they ever sincerely follow the Lord? Yeah. 
And so a lot of this rebuke is actually for good reason and because God wants good things to happen to everybody out there that, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that that when we don't live our lives to the fullest for God, we then leave room for people to, you know, not not respect God because they see the church, God's instrument, mm-hmm. not respecting him. I, I mean, I don't like books like this. Don't get me wrong. Um, I love jer- Jesus but hate the church. Um, I, there's a book out there. I think it's called something like that. I hate church, but I love Jesus. Mm. And But I get what they're saying. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I'm not saying we're, we're guiltless, but I am saying that how we live our lives and the way the church uh, acts in the earth today is very important on reaching people. Yeah, that's good. You know, hypocrisy is not good. Yeah. And when people are hypocrites, people in the world know it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. In, in my translation, verse 13, it says, um, and you say, what a burden, right? Mm. And so that's just a different picture, different yeah. word to yeah. just say, like you said, you know, thinking about church, thinking about maybe reading your Bible or yeah. uh, praying or fasting even, you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, look at it, what a burden. I mean, that's um, obviously when it's, talking about you profane it by saying it of the Lord's table. You know, we're not making sacrifices. We're not making animal sacrifices now. You can um, do it with communion. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and I just think that's interesting. What a burden, because sometimes it can feel like that if we lose perspective. um, Yeah, it can. Because just to, like you said, doing communion or praying or fasting or anything that takes time out of your normal routine can feel like a burden, but we have to shift and get our eyes back on it's not a burden, right? We need to stop because I feel like the enemy is going to try to oh, – that yeah. seed Absolutely. is planted in your mind. Absolutely. He's just going to run with that, and you have to you know, take those thoughts captive and say this is not a burden. I am prioritizing God. I am doing what's right. This is a blessing. You know, The other things can be a burden. You know, The, the time – the things, the grocery shopping, right? Look at those things as a burden, but look <laughs> at go. look at praying and fasting and, and seeking God and worshiping, going to church as anything but a burden. Good. Uh, you know, we have expression around here I've heard some people use, and I like it. Um, you know, it's do we have to or do we mm, get to? Yeah. Uh, we get to do this. Yes. Not we have to do this. Mm-hmm. And when your attitude changes from heartfelt uh, love and, and that's how he starts the chapter. He says, I have loved you, says the Lord, yet you say, in what ways have you loved us? Hmm. And uh, then he begins to say, well, look, you're Jacob. And this is a national thing when he's talking about Jacob and Esau. He's not talking about necessarily just people in that sense of the word. And that it had nothing to do with eternity. Some people say, well, yeah, Esau was lost. No, he wasn't. Uh, Esau was still, he's still mentioned in the Bible. He's still talked about in all those ways, he was still Jacob's brother. None of that changed. But it says, I love Jacob. I hated Esau. What he's saying here is in comparison. The way you were treated in comparison to Esau is almost the difference between love and hate. And some people have really struggled with the verses that say things like that. Mm-hmm. Esau, I've hated. Um and a couple of examples from Scripture that will help you maybe put this in perspective. The Bible talks about Jacob. He loved Rachel so much that Leah felt hated. 
Mm. But she wasn't hated. Mm -hmm. She just wasn't his favorite. Yeah. And uh, I think what God is saying here, and a lot of people say, oh, this is election, and God only chooses a few. No, what it's saying, all of that's in the Bible to, to let us know that God loves us by choice, not by responsibility, or he has to. Yeah, that's good. And he's trying to get that across back to us on the way we love him back. We don't do it as a job or a burden or because we have to. Mm-hmm. God wants us to serve him out of love. Yeah. And God would rather the uh, the doors of the temple be closed and not profaned than for and that's what ends up happening is you know this was done in the times of Nehemiah and this was you know they're just rebuilding the temple mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know they had just uh, rebuilt the temple right before Nehemiah came back and all of that was going on and so he's saying look I'd I'd rather that it was abandoned again mm-hmm. yeah than us to go in there and do it like this God loves us by choice. Another verse in the Bible that kind of helps with, um, uh, you know, e- Jacob I've loved and Esau I've hated is Luke fourteen twenty six, where Jesus said, if anyone does not hate his mother, his father, his wife, his sister and brothers, you know, he doesn't love me. And when you hear that, I, I actually know someone that told me that was the reason they didn't want to be a Christian. Because hmm. anytime God would tell me to hate my family, there's something wrong with that. But he's not saying hate in the sense of that humans think about it. Oh, I hate them and I love them. He's saying your love for me in comparison to mm-hmm. your love for your family yeah. needs to look like the difference between love and hate. And Jesus lived this out. Remember when his mom and his brothers and sisters came to get him? And they said, your mother uh, and, and f- mother and family are outside. And one lady said, blessed are the breasts that nursed you. And he said, uh, this is my family. Yeah. These are my brothers yeah. and sisters. And so Jesus didn't hate his mom. He loved his mom. He cared for his mom. Uh, he took care of her even on hanging on the cross suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, had John take care of her. But that doesn't mean... He he loved God that much more is yeah. what he's trying to get yeah, across here. Exactly. And yeah. it's all about it's just heart. It's all in the heart. Yeah. Because in I am using a different Bible today. Um, and it just says, uh, the Jews were discouraged. It's like a study Bible. It says the Jews were discouraged, so they didn't worship or obey God wholeheartedly. So it's pointing to the fact that in this chapter, it's acknowledging that they are worshiping and sacrificing but not wholeheartedly, which I think is interesting because it's there's a big difference between doing it to check off a box and doing it because you want to do it. If you're doing it to um, for religion's sake, that's not, you know, not Jesus good. doesn't want that. You, you never should go to church or to pray or anything just to check off a box or to say you did it or to be a good Christian because that's not what it's about. I mean, these people were checking all the boxes but they were not doing it wholeheartedly. I mean, in verse 14, it's basically saying, cursed is the cheat who, you know, I'm paraphrasing, it's just talking about who has an acceptable male, you know, sacrifice, and then vows, says, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give this great offering, and then basically pivots, and then it says, sacrifices a a blemished animal. So their heart is just not in it. If their heart was in it for the right reason of saying, look, I'm going to give this sacrifice back. I'm going to give the best I can because God loves me and all of that. 
but they're not. They're just doing it to, they're almost, it's, when I read this, I feel like they're just trying to get the bare minimum. Yeah. Like what's the, what's the sacrifice that I can give that's just enough, you know, a little blemish. Like I have this great sacrifice over here in my flock, but I don't really want to give this, let me give my blemished, you know, animal. And it's just, they're trying to just squeeze by and just get away with doing the bare minimum. And, you know, I, I just love that God is calling them out. Yeah, he is. I mean, and he actually says, who is there even among you who would shut the doors so that you would not kindle a fire on my altar in vain? He's basically saying, I would rather you not do it yeah. than do it this way. Yeah. And the thing that's a couple things to understand about this as well is vows in the Bible were optional. You didn't have to promise God, um, you know, uh, anything. You did that voluntarily. But once you vowed something voluntarily, Mm -hmm. then it was mandatory. Mm. And so here he's saying, look, you vowed to do this, and then you go back on your vow. And that means your word's not good. You compromise. There's shortcuts. You don't bring your best. And because of that, that's a problem. Now, some people will say, well, we don't offer sacrifice. How would that apply? Well, I'll give you one way it might apply in in our lives today. Do you spend thousands on yourself, thousands on your family, your wife, your children, but only tip God? Hmm. Now, I know that's pretty straightforward. It is pretty straightforward. But I'm not saying that to say you're a bad person. What I'm saying it for is check your heart. Yeah. There I I had to check my heart reading this. And literally I felt like God spoke to me in verse verse 13 where it says you also say oh what a weariness and you sneer at it says the Lord of hosts. I've made faces sometimes in my life. Hmm. I've been doing this for and like I act like I'm the ancient of days God God <laughs> wants me to do it for 100 more years and then for eternity. But, you know, for a long time, and I have to admit, there have been times I haven't done it because I loved it. Mm. I did it because I had to do it yeah. because it, you know, it become a job or a, or a requirement for me. And uh, it's just, it's good for me. Like right now, I'm in a lot less of a position of, you know, leading a church and doing all that. That's actually been good for me hmm. because yeah. I... All that I'm doing now, I do because I want to do it. That's good. And that's more holy than doing it because you have to do it. Yes. And so I'm grateful for the situation I'm in. And I've been out of ministry before when I left Denver and came here. I was in ministry for almost 10 years, and then I was out of ministry. It was good for me to be out of ministry during that season because then I began to do it because I wanted to, not because I had to. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. 
Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, one of the things that uh, I looked at in this chapter, and there's a lot being said here to the leaders, to those that lead Israel, more than just to the general people that are out there. And I just wrote this down in my margin. I said, no ministry, no home or no business, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things we could say, rises higher than its leaders. Hmm. Leadership is a big responsibility. Most people say, well, if I was a leader, I could do anything I wanted. You know, actually, the case is the higher level of leadership you're in, the less room you actually have. It's kind of like a pyramid. And when you get to the top of the pyramid, where it comes to a point, it's not that roomy up there Mm -hmm. right in the point. Yeah. And so the responsibility goes up, and you have less room for uh, cutting corners. And a lot of you find that out. I know I did uh, as when I became a father. When I became a father, I realized that what I did 
would be seen by someone that was important to me that they grow up right, mm -hmm. my children. And so you realize that, wow, I can't cut these corners. Can't tell my kids don't lie and then I lie. Mm -hmm. Can't tell my kids don't cheat and then I cheat. I can't tell my kids to, you know, listen to their teachers and I don't listen to my boss. Yeah, that's good. So that kind of stuff uh, is very important. So as we lead, it's very important to, to rise to the the occasion. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, well, you're uh, married now, so you got all those responsibilities coming big time. Yes, I'm going to learn quickly. Yeah, God bless <laughs> you, man. Have a great day. See you, Pastor Ann. God bless. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.